0: All right, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. I'm Rich Douglas. I am Bill Easton. And this is another episode of the Guys Telling Stories podcast. It is the first episode it's basically the it's actually is the first episode are you excited of season one bill i'm very excited yeah, me too you know we lined up some amazing guests we had this idea to talk to interesting people with entertaining stories inspirational stories don't say them because they none of them really confirmed yet <laughs> well we confirmed one okay and we're very excited about that uh, but one of the things we're going to ask you guys the listeners to do to help us sort of start this thing out is to try to keep up to date with the podcast. You yes. can go to guystellingstories.com and we have all our social media buttons and links. We are on Facebook and Instagram. You can like us and follow us at Guys Telling Stories. And we are on Twitter at Guys Tell Stories.
1: And while you're there, message us too, because we are looking for your input on future guests as well. So if you have somebody that you think would be interesting for us to talk to or for you to listen to, uh, send us a message via Facebook or our, our website. Um, also, you can now subscribe to the show. We have tested it, and it is working. That's right. And we have the, uh, we're on the iTunes podcast app, and also on your Android device. It is the Stitcher app. So uh, take a minute and subscribe to our show, Guys Telling Stories Podcast, and listen to it, uh, rate and review it. So please uh, do that because that helps us out. Subscribing and writing a simple review really, really, really helps us out, and it's uh, one of the ways you can give back to what uh, we're doing here with our podcast. So go listen, leave a simple review, five stars, Guys Telling Stories Podcast on Stitcher or on
0: the iTunes podcast app. We really appreciate it. Yeah, what are you waiting for? Subscribe to the podcast. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, Bill. So our first guest today, our first guests ever, are two guys who are licensed PEs, professional engineers. Yes. They, That's not why we're having them on. Well, listen to this, though. They had the idea of starting a brewery for many years. They, they wanted to come up with something that was a little different. And they started it good for them. Yeah, it's been open uh, about a year now It's a small batch brewery a tap room. They've got a beautiful outside beer garden One of the guys Dave Johnson. He's been a home brewer for over 25 years and what's really cool about the the guys is they still have their full-time jobs, but after they've been open for about a month, they became an award-winning brewery. Mm-hmm. So they were voted number one brewery at the 2015 Beerology event that's hosted by the Buffalo Museum of Science. There were like 20, 25 breweries there. There was hundreds of people for sure, and I, I'm, I'm not—I'm pretty sure it was the people that voted them in. Cool. Uh, along with the judges, of course. So because of this Farm Brewery Act that's modeled after the win- Farm Winery Act, basically. If you wanted to start a brewery with since 2013 and you agree to use New York State hops, New York State ingredients, you could have an easier time, let's just say, selling the beer or getting your brewery approved. Gotcha. It doesn't mean that the, uh, the journey is not going to be difficult by any means. So let's head to the brewery. Let's do it. We got to get all this equipment set up. We're going to record live and let us know what you think of the episode. And I, I hope it goes well. Yeah,
1: me too. I know
0: it will. <laughs> I know it will. We're here with Jason Havens and Dave Johnson, the president and head brewer of Rusty Nickel Brewing Company. It is a small batch brewery here in West Seneca, New York. Jason's known for starting the Beer Club of Western New York. He is a licensed civil engineer, an adjunct instructor here at University at Buffalo. Dave is known as a certified beer judge, also a civil engineer. Make sure you guys check the brewery out on uh, Instagram at Rusty Nickel Brewery. Uh, we got Facebook at Rusty Nickel Brew Company and Twitter at Rusty Nickel Brew. Jason and Dave, thanks for having us, guys.
2: Thanks for, uh, for bringing us in.
0: Absolutely. So we're looking to get started here, uh, bringing us back to the beginning, way before you guys had a brewery. Maybe you can kind of bring us back before you guys were so successful.
2: Sure, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd love to talk about that. So I'll give you a brief history about how we got into the, uh, the beer business and um, really what got us motivated to do this. Um, first and foremost, I, uh, I went through college doing what every college kid did before craft beer was a really big thing here oh, in God, yeah. Western New York, and that was uh, drink a lot of the macro beers. And um, what I found out was that I really didn't enjoy them. Uh, I was really more of a spirits guy. Nice. Um, so I, I gravitated towards the spirits heavily. And um, and what that led me to doing was uh, exploring beer uh, after I graduated college. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple years into uh, engineering, uh, we moved downtown, uh, in downtown Buffalo, right in the Cobblestone District, and I started the beer club at W.J. Morris's, which is no longer around, sadly, yeah. uh, but uh, was a, a, a safe haven for people uh that were really starting to, you know, get interested in downtown Buffalo. Um, so yeah, the, the beer club began in 2009 and we started to teach and educate and um, and travel and, uh, and just try to get our hands on anything and everything we could craft beer.
0: So what was your daily life like back then? For example, like you weren't full-time brewer, you were not full-time Western New York, you know, beer club uh, founder. Um, you're living downtown. For those of you that haven't been there the cobblestone district right now is booming check it out it's right on a canal side but for uh those of you that definitely haven't been there back in 2009 there was probably two or three businesses there so so what was your life like back then
2: well for for me um it was it was interesting it was uh it was a lot of fun um the reason that people may not see it that way is because Uh, for me as an engineer we got to see and be a part of the growth and that you know that that expansion of downtown and the development of downtown and we were right in the heart of it so having a beer club right there it it really brought everybody in and um in it kind of like promoted the community so as, as part of what we do as a beer club and continue to do now is uh charitable events and you know promotion of craft beer Dave, so, were, you,
1: uh, were you part of the beer club?
3: I was part of the beer club later in uh, in that, uh, through through Jay. Uh, okay. I met Jay through a mutual friend of ours, and through that became part of uh, the West New York Beer Club. And I especially like the events that they put on, uh, specifically the, the beer exchange. You've heard of cookie exchanges? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, West New York Beer Club does a beer
1: exchange where you
3: bring beers and everyone swaps it out and they take home uh, an amazing amount.
1: Christmas time, right? If I remember,
3: it's great. And he does a. He, they used to do a, a crazy Christmas uh, sweater contest and a and a beer bread contest, and I I thought it was really cool. So Dave,
0: we were at that.
3: Oh yeah, so you, you guys went times.
0: I was at Avizano's. Uh, it closed down since then. And I was I I at remember Morrissey's. We brought um, a case of beer each, and uh, Bill gave us. I think two crazy sweaters to wear. They're homemade. Oh, that's right. And I walked away with some pretty good, uh, pretty good beers. Um, mm-hmm. So it was events like that that got you guys going kind of on the path that you're on now?
2: Yeah, for me it was. Uh, for Dave, it was a very different experience. Um, and th- what brought us together was the beer club. So um, for Dave, he, he had a completely different background and he can get into that.
1: Yeah, Dave. Tell us about that.
3: Well, what brings me into this is I like to hand make everything. I mean, everything. In fact, the, the assistant brewer we just hired—he's like, you like to do everything the hard way. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of—it's <laughs> kind of my thing. Yeah. And if it, if it's not, you know, I figure you can buy stuff already done almost anywhere. But if you can hand make it, you can make it better, and the way you want it exactly. And that's kind of—and then Jay's kind of the same way. And so we kind of got together, and now we created this whole thing. That is essentially that on a much bigger scale, and it's it's fun, and that's, we want to do that.
1: It's cool. I remember it was about six, seven months ago when you guys opened. You weren't you weren't open every night. Now you are Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's always something going on here, and it's 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 a much different crowd. It's just people in and out, uh, older people, younger people. It's a it's a cool place. We're having a great time tonight, and thank you for the uh, delicious beers that you provided us here while we while we do awesome. this. Yeah,
0: cheers, guys. Very, Thank very you.
1: appreciated. We, we should come back.
0: Oh we'll be back. We'll be back. So what we're wondering about is okay, so you're living in downtown Buffalo, you're a guy that likes to do everything the hard way by hand, and something happens. You decide to pursue your pursue your dreams. For for us it might be uh, recording a podcast with some guys that are local, but for you guys it was to start a brewery. And I'm sure a million people out there have uh, dreams and they call you crazy. All that negative stuff aside, who was the first to... Who's en- stomping on your dreams? No, let's leave that out of there. Who was the first to encourage you to pursue your dreams? Before and then the who's stopping stomping on before, your dreams? <laughs> before the stomping started, who was the one that encouraged you to uh, begin?
2: I'm going to start with answering Bill's question, who stomped on my dream? Well, and, we got to know... I'll tell you. Go ahead. I, I, I said to myself one day, why am I starting to just mix vodka and beer? And, again, I was a spirits guy. So I said, I love spirits. I should make beer. And yeah. why don't we take the beer club, get a bunch of guys that are involved in the beer club that, that homebrew, learn how to brew, and start a brewery, having no idea how ungodly challenging it would be. And after about <laughs> a year and a half of, of mental preparation, I remember calling my mother and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to open up a brewery. And she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, take one thing at a time. You're already doing enough. Yeah. You, like, you got enough on your plate. Do one thing you at a time. You got the beer I club, said, no, honey. No, I'm, I don't, not tomorrow, but I'm going to open a brewery. So I went on this mission, and I started hunting people that were homebrewers, and a, a guy in the beer club said, hey, I got a guy that does home brewing that wants to do his own brewery. Why don't you go meet with him? And at the time, I'm like, well, I should really learn before I introduce myself to this somebody and... And you know, get a feel for what this actually takes. Five months later, I'm like, this is not going to be my thing. I, I like, am going to learn as much as I possibly can, but there's no way I'm going to be the guy. No, just not going to happen. So, enter Dave, and here comes an introduction. I think it was in January of 2012, and we sat down at a play- at McGregor's in, in Amherst, and uh, that night the name was out. The business plan was starting, and we had a conglomerate of guys that were going to start this business. That's fabulous.
0: Yeah, Dave, would you say the first step was meeting with Jason and going, hey? Um, yeah,
3: and I had the same hesitation that he had had because the friend that he's talking about, is he wasn't uh, to a level yet where he was comfortable homebrewing to jump into a brewery. Right. And I had already been doing it for 20 years. And, <laughs> 20 uh, years. Yeah, and, and I, I had already, already kind of decided I was toying around with the idea of doing it myself at my house as when this new farm brewery bill was coming to be, right. um, that we were watching very carefully, and I said, "Well, I'll go see what these guys have to say." I kind of, I wasn't really keen on it, but after I left there that night, I was more excited than I ever had been. I think we all were. I, I don't think any of us slept that night when we, when we all met each other and said, "This, this could, this could work," and it really has essentially followed the vision from from the first night which has been kind of exciting Uh, but it's but it's not just about the beer what jay and i like to do is we like we like events we like events a lot Uh, jay likes them a little more than i do but i I like them (laughs) a lot and i like i like to see people smile and happy so it's right beer is just a part of that but i mean we like to do uh you know food pairings and cheese pairings and Whatever else can just like make people's eyes light up. And yeah, to me, it, it's exciting to me, and I know it's exciting to Jay. And we like to do it all the time, and we want to do more of it. And and like beer is kind of a, a way to do that.
1: Well, back around back around Halloween, you guys invited us to that beer, uh, chocolate, and cheese pairing. With um, I don't know, the it just kept coming. It was uh, it was a Halloween beer. It was a, a smoky pumpkin beer. There was a mix mixture of beer. You have these mixologies yeah, where we there's had a seven? little. Oh, seven eight. or eight, eight maybe. Um, cheese was great. The chocolate was great. The beer was great, and the place was full. And, and on uh, a Wednesday night, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And you ran it. You were behind the bar, and Dave was out here kind of telling everybody what's going on and bringing out drinks. And then he took over and, and did the dessert portion. Like there's, in case there's, a dessert portion in this. And, I and mean, who would think? Yeah, we you had know, a great uh, time.
3: Bacon, sea salt, smoked uh, chocolate would go with beer. Uh, beer, but.
2: It did. It
1: did. Um, you have any more of those coming up in the near future?
2: Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll actually be carrying through um, a couple of these events each month. Um, what we're going to be advertising to the public is we'll be doing a beer, cheese, and chocolate pairing once a month. And um, in addition to that, we'll do quarterly beer dinners, where uh, we actually do a, you know a full course, heavy appetizer type meal, um, five pairings with beers. And uh, it's something that everybody has absolutely loved to do. Uh, we've hosted several of them in the past, um, and the Ebenezer Alhouse has been phenomenal in working with us uh, as a as a food pairing partner. And um, we're yeah we're looking very much forward to doing more of these. And as the word gets out, we're starting to draw more and more people. And they're getting more excited every time they come in because we're, cre- we're creating these pairings that some of them are designed to be, you know, contrasting, some of them are absolutely, you know, complementary. and then there's some other ones that are just totally unexpected. And when you get really get that wow factor, uh, in you know, you see somebody kind of, their eyes light up, and they're like, wow, I never would've thought that, you know, this, this chocolate and this beer would've paired so well together because, you know, individually, one was not what I liked, but when you put them together, it's amazing. So yeah, we're we're looking forward to that.
1: Guys telling stories tonight is uh, live here at Rusty Nickel Brewing Company, and it is sponsored by DJ Trivia Western New York, serving 40 locations with trivia. And you guys happen to do DJ Trivia here on Monday nights, seven o'clock. Host is Ryan.
2: How's Ryan doing for you? He's great. We uh, we love DJ Trivia on Mondays. Um, we have a very big following. Uh, it's growing in popularity, and people that come in have an opportunity to get food from the Owl House. Uh, you know, we, we have the girls behind the bar doing up mixologies as, as part of the trivia event. Uh, each, each night, we come up with something new, and we let the, uh, the crowd judge uh, what they think is in it, and they, they uh, throw a name out there, and if it sticks, we'll use it. Uh, so they're they're playing more than just DJ trivia. It's brewery trivia at the same time. It's a lot of fun. Cool.
0: Yeah, it sounds really good. You know, I want to bring it back to uh, maybe a year or two ago, though. A lot of people that are listening are going to be like, hey, listen, I got two local guys who are successful in their own professions. They could live out their lives for the next 30 years, maybe save up some money, have a 401k, a pension, and just retire to Florida. But instead, you guys decide mm-hmm. to sort of, go past that no turning back point. And I'm sure that might have been finding a space or maybe buying some equipment. But uh, I want to ask about one of those challenges, one of those things you had to overcome. And maybe it's a story about a person. Maybe it's a story about a place. And well, we
3: we've got it. We've got a few stories like yeah. that. Uh, we can pick a, pick and choose a few of them. But well,
0: let's describe the events that led up to whatever challenge you have in mind, because ultimately we want to know <laughs> yeah. how did you overcome that? Because well, you're, you're here today. Uh,
1: uh They listen to they listen to
0: journey. <laughs> Don't stop believing. That's how they do Dave, it. Dave, you got to keep believing. Keep
3: believing. Let's, let's just say this place has a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in it, and I mean, and I mean that literally. <laughs> um, it sounds good. All of those things
0: it sounds uh, and, like and an interesting story.
3: Yeah, well, we try not to talk about the blood stuff. But, <laughs> um, it is in here, um, but I mean, we we've had a lot of support. I mean, we did this very grassroots. We like to call it. Uh, we use social media. We did guerrilla marketing. Uh, we used a lot of friends and family um, to get this going. We could not have done it with any of them. Um, we we both have very supportive uh, spouses and girlfriends, and that that. Is the only way we could do it, and I think um, if I got the time, I'll tell you a little story.
0: You have the time. We yeah, have that's, the time. That's what we're looking we, uh, for.
3: We were in dire need of a very large cooler to house our um, our kegs, and we were searching around. We were pricing it out. They're they're really expensive. Uh, the building didn't have any place to do anything such that. Uh, Jay sends me an email one day of uh, of this cooler. And it's in Indiana, and the price is too good to, to believe. And I'm like, he's like, do we good jump on it? I'm like, yeah, we, we, we go. It's a, it's a go. He said, you don't mind going to Indiana? I'm like, no, we, let's let's do it. I mean, how hard could it be? Right? I mean, for the price that we would get it for.
0: Nine hours away, let's get in the car.
3: You know, for all the stuff we've done so far, it didn't it didn't seem out of line. We, we were working until 2 in the morning every night anyway. So, I mean, a nine-hour drive to Indiana on a weekend, take a place apart. Put it in a truck, drive it back. Not a, not
0: a big deal. So you guys grab the truck, you get in the car. Uh, what is it? Uh, after work, six, seven. We or went. Uh, what
3: did we go? on, A Friday night or Thursday Friday. N- Friday Friday. Friday night? Friday yeah, night. It was a Thursday night. Get there on a Friday. We rented our trucks down there, and then uh, we showed up. At, it was a. It was a kind of a farm that had uh, this cooler, and he was using. It was a florist, and he used this big cooler to force bulbs. That's okay. What he used yeah, Okay. Yeah. So it was fifteen by fifteen by thirty, by about fifteen tall and as soon as we looked at it we knew we were kind of in trouble oh boy and what was the problem well (laughs) i I don't i don't even know where to start kind of kind of everything
0: so you guys go down there for a cooler that you need it's gonna take care of uh whatever sort of refrigeration you need
2: right Space, That's, size, height, uh, everything, rate, everything on that scale, compressor. It was perfect. You know, on paper it was perfect. When you, when we, uh, when we uh, pulled in, it was my, myself, Dave, and, and our, uh, our other partner at the time, Scott, and the three of us kind of looked at each other, going, "We can't do this in three days. Not only do we not have the tools for it, but we don't have the space to get it back, and we need to be back because it's gonna be, it's gonna be Halloween on Tuesday, and." They both had kids, and, they, and we had to work Monday. Huh. We already taken off Friday. So we're kind of just shaking our heads going, where do we start, and when? how do we get this done? So we uh, we start taking this thing apart, and it's cam locks. And if anybody knows anything about cam locks, you, sh- you should be able to put the, the Allen wrench in there, twist it, and pull it apart. But from 1972 with 45 <laughs> years of rust, uh, those don't work. And uh, after 2,000 of those... Uh, roofs, we found three of them. Uh, so it was also freezing cold, literally freezing cold. Uh, so Dave's up on the roof, and he's chipping away at the ice. Wow. And waiting waiting for it to thaw. And next thing you know, we, we find out that the roof is shot. After we get the three roofs off, we can't even use the roof. Oh, my. So now we're in panic mode because the roof's gone. We only have the shell. No floor, just the shell. So we start pushing it down and taking it apart. We actually took a, uh, a forklift and started hammering it with the forklift. <laughs> out, it, took, out, took out the uh, reciprocating saw, Start cutting through cam locks. We're like, we'll just band-aid it when we get back to Buffalo. Right. No big deal.
1: Do you have any pictures of this?
2: We have a lot of pictures of this. Uh, make sure you, um, you send them to we, us. We, we, call wanna... her, we call her Diana. <laughs> uh, uh, she's here. We're, we're, yeah. She's here. And oh we we're, uh, were in Indiana and uh to to pay tribute to this this awful experience uh we we named her diana uh, so that nobody could ever forget this because we not only were we taking this thing down but at the same time i'm designing a roof calling it into a a place here in kenmore uh called thermal foams who who does insulated paneling that i just happened to see uh does this particular work and i'm like you know what i'm like guys i got this really very uncharacteristic need for your stuff and he goes what are you talking about i said i need you to build me a flat roof and then i'm gonna bridge it with a pitched roof that i'm gonna float over top of it and he's like no no straight up no i'm not gonna do this <laughs> not gonna happen so you know i'm looking at dave and i'm like i'm sending this guy a picture i'm gonna draw it i'm gonna send him a picture as a license fee, I figured hey he can't say no i'm gonna buy it right so i designed this whole thing on the fly while we're out there taking stuff apart and we're, we're cursing <laughs> up a storm, and you know, like we, the three of us, never say say no about anything. It was the first time in our entire year and a half of putting this whole thing together, we all just looked at each other defeated, and it was it was. I'll never forget that moment. We we're, we we went and found a brewery. Uh, one of the one of the nights that we were there, and we just looked at each other, and I was like, like guys, what are we gonna do? Like, we, we there's no way we're gonna get this done. So we all took the Monday off. and uh, and kind of sucked it up and said alright well hopefully our families will understand that we're going to be there for Halloween there's no doubt we're going to be there but we got to find out how we're going to get this thing home so after all this uh, we get get the thing in the truck and we load it up and bring it home and the best part about this all is we start to unload we had seven guys big guys here waiting for us uh, called all of our friends said hey you need to come in and help us we start taking these things out of the truck seven guys can't pick these panels up
0: oh i've had that meanwhile the
2: three of us were picking them up no problem so
0: we're (laughs) trying to figure
2: out what kind of adrenaline we were having because it was that kind of day uh weekend rather and uh and finally we get everything unloaded and it was just like that that moment of now what we got to put it back together like how do we do this so for the next two and a half weeks we sat there racked our heads together and that's just you know an example of what if you're if we're gonna do this like. This is not going to be the end of it. You know, it, this is only the first of many problems we're going to experience. But we're in it together, and we got to we got to stay the course. So
3: it was just really
1: indicative of
2: yeah, that's a cool story.
3: Yeah, we yeah. we brought you that story just because it was just indicative of everything. That was just more extreme. Like like Jay was saying, the the, the expression we were defeated. You've never seen grown men cry like that. It's just. Didn't know what to do. You
1: Have you gotta, been back to Indiana since?
3: Well, we go in Diana all the time. <laughs> she's up back there, and she's working great. And, you know, looking back, it worked.
0: Would you say, and I'm sure you would, but that that experience helped you moving forward?
3: I, I would say it built character. Yes. I, uh, I would never do it again.
0: That's, yeah. You, you got pushed to your limits. You realize, we can do this, but I would rather not do that again. Yeah. Because...
3: But we, I mean, we were still gung-ho and ready. That was, I think that was the first really reality check for us. We're like, maybe we can't do everything. We did do it, but it was really hard.
1: So what are your future plans for this brewery right here? What we're sitting in right now,
2: what is the next goal? Right now, we're actually planning on going to market with uh, distribution. And that's a, that's a big deal for us. Um, it's methodical, it's it's costly, um, but it's it's where we're at. We, we're ready to go. Um, we've spent a lot of time making sure that everything that we had was prepared and, um, and acceptable at the market, uh, the, what they expect, expectation-wise. Um, so we're really excited about this and we're gonna um, slowly roll out a um, self-distribution plan that will then eventually roll into a contract with one of the distributors locally. And we're very excited about that. Um, we, ha- we, you know, we're going to maintain the, the tasting room, and we're going to continue to push events here. Uh, but we're going to slowly roll our product out to Western New York, and and um, and hope for uh, you know a good reception, which we're getting here in in, uh, in the brewery. For those of you that have never been to the brewery here, it is in West Seneca. It is
1: literally in the same parking lot as Ebenezer Railhouse in the back. They have an outdoor beer garden that is open when the weather is nice. Obviously, it's not right now, but it will open again in the spring. And, and they did some great events. Um,
0: one of the one of the more interesting ones you were uh, telling us about uh, off mic was. Uh was how you guys brought kids into the mix. I mean, I've I've been uh, to breweries in uh, Brooklyn, in uh, Alabama, in Florida, and I'll tell you what: if you don't see a, a newlywed couple with a baby in the stroller, it, it doesn't seem like it's a brewery. So, what have, uh, what are you guys excited about in terms of the kids' day events and things? We,
3: we like it. We we actually kind of we kind of test floated that early on, and uh, the reception was huge. I mean, we kind of realized that our demographic is. I mean, it really starts late 20s, early 30s up into into the 50s. So people in that range, a lot of them have kids. So and if you're a craft beer drinker and you got kids,
0: kids And drink you want to go get a
3: craft beer, what do you do? <laughs> well, you can bring them here. And that's, Absolutely. we wanted to do that. So we have things that the kids can do here. Um, we have uh, on Sundays we've created now uh, family day. So there's there's events for the kids can do. Uh we a uh, harvest festival. We really marketed that hard. We had mini tractor pulls for the kids on pedal tractors, and it
0: sounds awesome.
3: It was it was a lot of fun. It was real. It was pretty cool. So, I mean, the kids enjoyed it, and uh, my my own kids, they love coming here. They, they come here all the time. So, sometimes it's the only time they really get to see me. So, they well, get to you live down. here,
1: right? like <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, how I mean, else are they gonna I mean, see Jay, you? Jay pretty much lives here, but uh, you know, when I, when, I, when the kids really miss me, they come down and and they they hang out for a while.
1: Well, if you find our. Uh Guys Telling Stories link on Facebook. You can find links to the Russell Nickel Brewing Company and their events and any of the pictures then of the stories that we shared here today.
0: Yeah, so guys, as we kind of bring this thing to a close, uh, we're looking into uh, anything you thought, if there was just one thing, and Dave, maybe you can say it, and then Jason, you can say it, uh, that one thing that was personally holding you back from achieving this dream that we're sitting in here today.
3: Yeah, I, I've, since I've got the microphone, I'll I'll, I'll talk to that first. Uh, when when I was deciding whether to jump in with both feet, um, because like like Jay was saying, I had considered doing it on my own at my house at the time, and I was kind of doing the numbers, and I'm like, well, I don't do I want you know fifty drunk people at my house on a Saturday night when I'm trying to watch a movie? I don't maybe not, you right. know. But when when this kind of presented itself as an offsite of the same kind of thing. You know, in my head, I started thinking. You know, you know. Well, how would I feel if I didn't do it? And that was kind of the big thing that drove me on. It. I'm like, I don't want to be 60, 70, and going, what if? No. So it was the big what if that made me really jump in with both feet. I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm doing it. So makes complete sense.
0: There's probably a thousand people out there listening right now that would say. I feel the same way, but I'm going to do it when I'm 30. I'm going to do it when I'm 40. But there was something about you guys that said, I'm going to do it now.
1: He just talked, I'm doing it now. He just talked me into it. I'm starting <laughs> right now. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm older than Jay is,
3: but, and, and can, we kind of have fun with that because. I, it, I'm actually 12 years older than Jay is. And, uh, I understand
2: none of the references he makes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make references to
3: Star Wars and Ferris Bueller. He doesn't He doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but we have fun with it. It's kind of fun.
0: But you know what? Maybe that's what it took for you to finally meet somebody that was going to jump in with you. Uh, maybe you guys inspired each other. Um,
3: we, no, we definitely inspired each other. I mean, Jay, Jay works harder than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. I, I can't keep up with him. But I, I attribute that to because I'm older. So
2: You're so, so much older.
1: Jason was at beer festivals without beer. Sitting at a table where every other table has beer telling everybody about what he's going to have in a year or two. And yeah. here
2: we are today. And, and the, the irony of that is you think you're going to be open in three months. And then the SLA, the TTB, they say yeah, no, we're going to wait maybe four, maybe six, maybe eight. In our case, like twelve. Um, and you just keep hoping that the public kind of waits for you and you keep promoting it, but um, in regards to, to your question, uh, for me, I have a sort of a complex with sitting still. Okay. <laughs> and um, and I really I needed to get into something that I could um, I could entertain in, in some way or another, um, it, make people smile, and and have them enjoy their time out of their their elements in some cases. And at the same time have an opportunity to teach and um and really explore because we still although we're a very different craft brewery we do things a little different we brew a little different Um, we we kind of we expand on that and we do this this crazy thing called mixology and it's really my brainchild my my opportunity to to embrace what i what's what drove me into the beer scene and that, you know, introducing spirits and introducing, you know, some wines to people. And, and for me, I just, I needed to get into something that I could do, that I could do with somebody else that knew the business, uh, that understood beer, but allowed me to, you know, to really capitalize on, on entertaining and, and being a part of that entertainment. Not just, not just, you know, throwing it out there and hoping it sticks, but really embracing it and saying, okay, I think this is fun. Come and enjoy it with me. And I think Dave and I really feed off of that together. Uh, we, we, I think we both had that same philosophy, and we have a lot of fun with it. And I needed to take the seriousness out of the day job um, because we literally, you know, we, we affect people's lives on our, with with engineering, and and kind of balance that with with a, a nice uh, enjoyable experience that people could come out and say, hey, you know, like let's go to Rusty Nickel and and sit on the back patio and watch the deer running across the field and uh you know and in the same time we will catch some live music at, you know and at, at at the end of the night and and we'll uh, sit there by the fire and roast some some marshmallows and make some s'mores like for me that's that's a good afternoon you know and i wanted other people to have that opportunity and that's what we've really developed here it's not just going to a bar it's a full experience from the time that you walk in to the time that you leave. And, uh, you know, we really have high expectations for our brew tenders. Uh, they're, they're trained to educate and it's the same thing, you know, that we would expect from, from, uh, from anybody else coming in to say, I don't know what I want. Well, from our perspective, we want you to learn and that's really what it's about for us. So,
0: well, I gotta say, and Bill, you can chime in here too. You guys have a beautiful place here. Uh, we just yep. recently experienced yeah, the Cheese and chocolate tasting, a first time thing for me. I've never had that before, but I've, I've paired uh, you know chocolate with wine. We had one of the most memorable Wednesdays I think we've had. Yeah,
1: that was that was fun. We should we're definitely gonna do that again next time you guys roll that around.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, as we bring this thing to a close, you guys have any advice for that guy sitting on his couch or that, that, that girl that's on the treadmill right now listening to these these guys talk about how they went from um, you know, every day, maybe nine to five. You know, 40, 60 sixty-hour week jobs. To, um, you're sitting in your own brewery, being interviewed about your dream. Any anything to get them going? I,
3: I've got a couple things, and it, it, it was passed on to me from another brewer who we used for a lot of our is One, don't quit your day job.
0: <laughs> we, I like that.
3: You know,
1: I don't have a day job. <laughs> yeah, well, we're,
3: we're we're keeping that until until the last minute because that is actually paying the bills here because we uh we don't we don't Jay and I don't collect the salary yet, and. Uh, I'd say if you're going to do it, you're going to do it all the way, not halfway. And you got to really want it. And it's not, it's not halfway. I mean, uh, we, we kind of tiptoed around it, but we had more partners when we started. And, you know, it, it just didn't work for everybody. And uh, so Jay and I are the last survivors of that. And uh, so it's all on our shoulders now. And we can do it. And we're going to do it, and we're doing
1: it. You are doing it. We're, we're here. Yeah,
3: we're exactly. here,
0: and it's it's uh, it's happening. I would say, you guys, it sounds like over the course of the past four years, the maybe 75% of it is continuing to show up no matter what else is happening. And whether it's picking up a cooler in Indiana or it's just I'm tired on a Wednesday night, you guys are here, and you're continuing to make it happen. What about you, Jason? Anything to... Uh,
2: well, I, I, I definitely definitely on everything Dave said, um, but I'd go i you know I'd go even a little bit further in saying you know, in addition to not quitting your day job, uh, this is your life outside of that day job. So, you, you know, you're you're eating, sleeping, and breathing this this new life, and you really need to have a support network. Um, if you don't have that support network, you're you're not going to make it. Um, you know the uh, the one thing that that kind of I, I continue to reflect on is you know how many hours we, we put in before we open the doors and yes there were some nights where it was more than than what we're doing now but it doesn't change your 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 wheels are continually spinning and saying okay what can I do to improve and what can I do next and if you're not prepared for that mentally and you don't have a plan you have to have a plan uh, we actually just reflected on it recently um, and ironically, we've been very true to our vision and our mission, and um, and that kind of I, I think that that says a lot about how much time we spent putting the plan together. Because the uh, staying true to that vision and mission isn't the case for a lot of businesses; uh, they have to modify it constantly. And unfortunately for Dave and I, you know, we spent a lot of time researching and learning uh, before we dove in. And I would highly recommend that anybody who takes this under um, spends a lot of time figuring out, you know. What does it actually take uh, you know he's got a completely different background than I do and I think that that's what makes it successful well,
1: for those of you who have never been here before let me give you a quick description of what I'm seeing I see a basically a full-service bar they have tables they have food right across the parking lot they have TVs they have football on they have Monday night football on they have DJ trivia they have a beer garden if you're gluten free they even carry at least three different ciders so there's Mackenzie's that that's usually on and a couple others so, make sure you come check it out again it is located in west seneca in the same parking lot in the back of ebenezer railhouse
0: and once again guys we want to say make sure you guys check the brewery out on uh instagram at rusty nickel Brewing. uh we got facebook at rusty nickel brew company and twitter at rusty nickel brew and again just type that in you're gonna find them follow them they're posting all the time about the cool things they're doing here and if you're in the western New York area, make sure you get a chance to stop down any day of the week. They have the events going on. They have the paint night, the DJ trivia, the kids night. Uh, you might uh, just show up and there'll be a, a, a beer, wine, cheese, chocolate pairing. Um, you're going to get lucky. Stop in on the weekend and uh, you know, g- good luck finding a, a parking spot because yeah. it's going to be full, And uh, but you're going to have a good time. They
1: have a website too.
0: Yeah, definitely check them out online. RustyNickelBrewing.com. RustyNickelBrewing.com.
1: They have their events right on there as
2: well.
0: Guys, thanks so much for uh, doing the interview.
2: Thank you. Thanks for, uh, for bringing us on.
0: Absolutely, guys. This was another episode of Guys Town Stewart. I'm Rich Douglas. And I'm Billy Easton. Right, take care.